Welcome once again into the Soccer OG. That's me, Max Bretos. This is episode 24. I am Nikki Nomates today. Just reacting to the Gold Cup semifinals. As I do always on the pod, a reminder to please download, share, rate, review, whatever it's required to get out to the masses. A special hello once again. I said at the end of the show to the fine people in Malvern who apparently are downloading this podcast as much as any area in the world. So I appreciate you. If you're out there, tweet me at Max Bredos Sports or M Bredos on Instagram. I want to hear from you. I want to know why this Malvern sensation. Other than the college kids love me because I speak the gospel. I don't nerd you out. I tell you what you need to know. And then you can go on your merry ways and you can repurpose everything you hear from me as your own. All right? We're family at this point. Please get it going. We're going we're gonna to talk about the Gold Cup semifinals. I'm going on my own here. It's going to be brief. Won't drag on too long unless you want it to. And then I, I am recording this before the USA play the Netherlands in the Olympics. But I will in stoppage time talk about what happens there. I am anticipating for the worst. You know, the U.S. have looked pretty flat. The Netherlands are beating teams 8-2. to two. So, we will talk about the U.S. women's game and what it means moving forward. Maybe they win. Maybe they win. Maybe they were playing possum, which happens. It happens. Uh, you will know this before the time you hear me talking about this because this will be released after the game. So, I'll sound like an idiot. Anyway, this is the Soccer OG, and it starts right now. We are back. First of all, let me allow you to, well, let me uh, inform you all that I am feeling great. I told you I had COVID last week, and I did. So I felt pretty good, and I felt better. Uh, Thursday morning, took a rapid test, and I was negative. So congrats. I did it. COVID, you moved in on me. You didn't stand a chance. You think you can just walk in here to the sportatorium and say this, that, and the other. And you think that you can pin me one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Well, you got another thing coming. You know, I faced them all. I faced influenza. I faced staph infections. I faced chicken pox. I faced them all. And I beat them. And I beat you, COVID, one, two, three in the middle of the ring. And if you think you're getting a rematch, well, you got another thing coming. Because I don't do that kind of thing. I beat you once and that's it. Unless you decide to come back, then, well, I'll have to face that head on. So, um, yeah. Sometimes it's good to communicate as a pro wrestler. I'm not paying $3.99 for a beer. I'm paying $1.99. And I want to pay the second one that you're going to pay for. Okay, I'll stop. Let's talk about the Gold Cup. So, yeah, I'm feeling better because I actually had a, a glass of wine. I had a steak dinner. I feel good. Starting to taste and smell better. So, again, test, vaccine, it helps. So, let's talk about the Gold Cup. We've been talking about it. I mentioned that the United States making a semifinal was, was a success. They've made a final now. So, I know everyone goes, oh, USA, Mexico, just as we predicted. No, this was... Uh, Nothing that you could have predicted. This was a, a gold cup that we saw other countries 
like Jamaica, Qatar, Canada, El Salvador step up and say, you know what? We're not letting you push us around anymore. So CONCACAF, this is great. The emergence of Canada in particular, let me talk about them first. Because the emergence of Canada is such a massive development for CONCACAF because it's USA-Mexico. We know Canada is capable and they're developing great players. They came out against Mexico and were outplaying Mexico and they didn't have Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, Ayo Akinola, Steven Vittoria, who could say is their most important defender, and Lucas Cavallini, who was their starting forward in the quarterfinals. So missing all those guys, they just came out and pushed it. So I would even say to the fine listeners in Canada of the Soccer OG, if you want to go online and start looking at what plane tickets are going to cost to go to Qatar in November of 2022, take a look. Take a quick peek. Bookmark it. Because maybe you'll revisit it. Because I think you're going to the World Cup. Hopefully not at the expense of the United States. And watching Canada-Mexico, by the end of it, I was going, oh man, I would rather, as a USA fan, face Mexico right now than Canada because I think we, were, we, were, we beat Canada by the skin of our teeth. I don't think we're going to beat them twice. This is a team with a big old chip on their shoulder. It was awesome to watch them. So Canada should be very proud of your team. If I, it, it, You know how I can tell? When you're watching a national team play and you're saying to yourself, I wish I was from there. And I actually said that about Canada for a split second. But you know, like sometimes you'll watch... Argentina and rugby, or you'll watch uh, Iceland and soccer, and you go, man, I wish I was from there. How cool what they did. They have so, so, reason, so much reason to be proud of. Same can be said for Canada. So hats off for what they were able to accomplish. Uh, I feel for them they didn't make a final because they deserved it. The, we'll talk about Mexico, but the chant is, you know, uh, Everyone has been knocking, hammering down on Mexico, saying you're going to pay a price if you keep using this, this, the, the chant, the people, you know. And look, there is some cultural elements. There's cultural elements involved with that chant, and I get it. But if you are told time and time again to not do something, stop doing it. If they say it's going to be at the expense of your country, stop doing it, and they won't. But. They paused the game against Canada, and in that extra time that was added on, Mexico scored the game winner. So they benefited from the delay of the chant. You just got to lay the law down and say, that's it. Sorry, you're disqualified. And I'm not saying I agree with that, but we can't keep going on like this. It's dumb. It's, it's wasting everyone's time. It's going on and saying, oh, we're all, we're just disgusted by this, yada, yada, yada. Look, and I will get into the chant in many ways, and I will say, look, I, that word growing up in Miami, I called it, it meant like gigolo is what you said. So if you're telling me that's offensive, I will honor that, but it wasn't offensive when I was growing up. But that is beside the point. We were told to stop using it. So stop using it. It's like when you go to the stadium and they say, don't smoke a cigarette. Don't smoke a cigarette. Just stop. You can't. It's like when you have kids and you're like, don't do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is the fifth time. And then they keep doing it. You take away their games, right? You take away their Legos or their PlayStation or what have you, or their phone. They'll learn their lesson. So... Uh, Mexico got some flaws, but they made the final. So USA-Mexico will meet like they did in the Nations League. 
and then they'll meet again here. And I said on my podcast that our pod, it's our podcast. Hello, Malvern. I said on our podcast, get as many USA-Mexico games. I didn't expect them to get two out of two, but they've done it. Every other game after this, they're going to get because they're World Cup qualifiers. This is so huge for the development of the game. Now you have USA-Mexico in Las Vegas on a Sunday. I have an obligation. I am hopefully done by 1.30. I have booked a flight on Sunday at 2.30 Pacific time to get out there. So hopefully everything falls in place because I want to be part of it. And then I can do the podcast from there. Hopefully catch up to a couple people and bring it to all of you. But this is huge. I would have, you know, USA Canada, obviously, you know, the secondary market would have would have crapped themselves because all the folks there that bought tickets to watch Mexico would have sold them immediately. Maybe it's Vegas. Maybe they'd stick around and say, hey, let's go see Copperfield. Let's go to Wet Republic. And yeah, let's uh, let's watch USA Canada. We got tickets. So um, it's going to be a huge event. I know a lot of people there and it's going to be hot, obviously, but to see that stadium filled to the brim, it's going to be incredible. Can't wait as long as I make my flight. Let's go to the USA game and the USA playing Qatar in Austin. And the first thing you notice is a ton of empty seats in Austin. So NRG Stadium in Houston, where Mexico played Canada, packed, atmospheric, roof about to come off. USA playing Qatar in Austin, a stadium one-third the size of NRG Stadium. And it was about half full by the time the game kicked off, started filling up. And then by 60th minute, there were still empty seats. Still empty seats by the end of the game. So, I don't know. I understand the enthusiasm is not there yet. But this is a 21,000-seat stadium. And I know it was an early kickoff, but perception's everything. You turn on the TV and you see that. And if you see empty seats, you're like, well, and don't tell me COVID. Okay? Maybe... We're going to get restrictions coming our way where you, you can't have full stadiums. But we can right now. And it was sold out. And it wasn't full by the time the game kicked off. Just optically disappointing. So the United States came out with the same starting 11. And the, you know, Daryl DK, Gianluca Busio, I spoke to Heath about that. I don't think either one really deserved another start. But they got another start, which was very interesting. And made me think about, wow, I wish I had coaches like Greg Berhalter. I didn't play well here. I didn't play well again. And he still gives me the vote of confidence. Which tells me, and no one will admit this, that Greg Berhalter prioritized seeing whether those players could deliver for him in that situation over actually winning. Because if he actually wanted to win, Gianluca Busio likely doesn't start. Daryl DK definitely doesn't start. You could see it. And he was apparently a little injured, but he was just not there. He wasn't there in the quarterfinals. He wasn't there in the final round of 16 game against Canada. So, uh, hello. What do you want to do? It paid off for Greg Berhalter, who comes out like a shining star. And look, American soccer fans were just beside themselves, disgusted with everything about how it looked. And I had friends going, this is unwatchable. Guess, else what, guess what else was unwatchable? Argentina-Brazil Copa America final. That was unwatchable. England-Denmark 
had a great atmosphere in the Euros, but by and large, it was a bit hard to watch at times. Not really. A lot of these Euro games, you get it. It is how it is. You've got to get the result, and that's all that matters. So I don't know why uh, Argentina gets a pass, but the United States get. Uh, this is embarrassing. Who cares? They made a final. We have to learn about these major tournaments. It's never going to be pretty. If you get pretty, that is a bonus that was not agreed upon beforehand. But if you get it, great. So the trick to playing Qatar, and I, I mentioned this prior, was to wear them, was to, to let them. I don't want to use the expression shoot their load because it's really I've heard it, empty their chamber. But uh, it was <laughs> sorry. But they wanted to empty their chamber, which they did, and they got tired. And by the 65th minute, you're like, they're tired. And the USA went for it. It was a perfect game plan. You can't give up a goal. Qatar had many chances to score. They had a penalty. Matt Turner, best goalkeeper we have in the United States. That is, I, I am not budging on that. I said that before the Gold Cup, it's only been reinforced. He is a generational stop shot stopper. He is our guy. And he got in the Qatari's heads. And they, when that penalty rolled around, he looked at them and he's like, you want some of this? So uh, it was fantastic to see that. Matt Turner is going to, if that game went into extra time or uh, penalties, Matt Turner was going to make sure the USA got the result. I, I love that guy. I will give him my car keys. I will give him the, I will let him date my daughter. I don't have one. James Sands, shaky. Defense looked a bit shaky, but that was a good Qatari team. The MLS players who continually get shelled, and we know who they are. It is Sebastian Legette, Jossie Zardes, Christian Roldan, Sam Vines, Jackson Yule, who didn't play, but we know who they are. Uh, those guys won us this game. DK was uh, unproductive. Jossie Zardes came in and scored the goal. Christian Roldan came in. He was fantastic. He changed the game. Sebastian Legette was in on everything. So these places, and I see them, and they, they're trying to... What's the word? It's not sandbag. It is... I'll, I'll figure it out. But they're trying to lump everything on Sebastian Legette. Like anything that goes wrong, it's Legette's fault. It's Legette's fault. It's This guy does so much for the team. I'm not having any more of this slander. He's an important player for this team. He is going to play in World Cup qualifiers. He's going to probably play in a World Cup. So uh, lay off. I mean, what are you looking at? What do you want him to do? He's a certain kind of player. He does what he's asked to do. It's just unbelievable. I don't know what's come to this. Uh, our soccer, and I'm just basing this on Twitter, I'm sorry, but our soccer fandom has become so weird. It's not jaded. It's like, what do we, we didn't qualify for a World Cup. Everything's fair right now. Who would you place in his position if not him? Who? This is not the A-team, although he's going to be part of it. Uh, but I wish I could remember the word I was going to say. It was a really good one. Uh, is it stereo? No, stereotype? No. Um, anyhow, but he gets a lot of grief. And 
I'm glad he had his moment. He was involved on all the good stuff that happened, and obviously Jossie Zarda is scoring. That was a good Qatari team. Don't tell me this is Qatar. They're the Asian Cup champs. They came to play. They had their first team, and the United States saw how they did in the tournament and used it against them, and now they'll have this game against Mexico. So this is tremendous. It's great for me because I know I'll get, I'll get more clicks. I'll get more people tuning in. And we're heading towards September. And now when that rolls around, all these big star players for the U.S. are going to arrive refreshed, ready to go. And they're going to be joined by seven or eight guys from this group or maybe somewhere else uh, that didn't play. And we're going to have a real good squad. And that's what Greg Baralter said at the beginning. We're going to have a squad for the World Cup. By the way, and we'll talk about the Olympics coming up. The Olympics are, is just awful. It's awful. Did we really need to qualify for the Olympics? Have you watched any of this? I know it's empty stadiums. It sh- Soccer should sever ties with the Olympics permanently. I know it's a big deal for the players, but it's it's not in the FIFA. FIFA's got to go, sorry. And they kind of do it, but it's just, it shouldn't be on the calendar. It does nothing. If the USA were in there, we re- I don't know, the US women's games... It's, I know it's been a tough Olympics, and it's just been, the numbers are down, which we expected, but it doesn't seem like a sustainable event, and I think it can be a sustainable event on a smaller scale, but you're going to trim down some of the sports, and some of the sports which don't really, uh, that have other means of crowning their best, shouldn't be there. Soccer, basketball, at least make it amateur. That's what I get, but having a pros, what? I know I'm not the first to say this, but it is something that's hanging in there. But anyway, it's about the U.S. team. I'm really happy for them. It's It make, gives me so much more to talk about. We have players like Conrad De La Fuente scoring goals in preseason for Marseille. It's going to get better. The pool's going to get bigger. We have a, a, a glut of players that still haven't even had a sniff on the national team. And uh, I didn't think they would be here, but here they are in the final. And that's a good feeling. USA, Mexico, Sunday, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. The Gold Cup, man, the Gold Cup final, near and dear to me. I've called five finals. I called it 2009, 2007, 2005, 90s a couple times. So I love it. So don't say anything bad about it. It's ours. It's our competition, and we've got to respect it. Soccer OG. Again, Sunday we'll have all the reaction from the final. Hope to have some special guests join me as I meander around Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Play some blackjack. I'll be at Wet Republic. I'm just kidding. I'll be at the David Copper. I'm just kidding. Got to be very careful. Look, I just recovered COVID, so I got to be very careful. And I shall. We'll talk about that. Coming up next in stoppage time, the U.S. women's national team in the Olympics. What's next? We'll talk about it. It is now time for stoppage time, and we're talking about the U.S. women's national team. So I live on the West Coast. I go to bed pretty late. Went to bed around midnight, 1230, and got up at 4.30. Game was in progress, so buckled in, watched it. Incredible the amount of people that are engaged on social media about it. It's going to get a huge number. The United States 
and the Netherlands go into penalties. It was tied 2-2, and the United States advance to the semifinals. They will take on Canada on Monday. And I was I was preparing to give the U.S. their last rights, right, for this competition. The U.S. women, and there was a discussion on, uh, I have with some folks, and we're talking about the dominance of a program and the one that comes up is the U.S. men's dream team basketball, so to speak, who never really were, you know, they came into existence at the Barcelona games. Was that 90? Is that 96? Yeah. 92? 92. So um, they, they never took a loss. They had the incredible dream team. And then they had dream teams, not the one with Jordan and Bird and Isaiah and Barkley, which was just one of the most incredible sporting groups we've ever seen. I was so happy to have experienced that. It, it changed the Olympics. By the way, Barcelona Olympics, the best Olympics ever, ever. You look at the events and not only what we saw on the field, but also the opening ceremonies. Everyone's trying to imitate what Barcelona did. So the folks in Spain and Catalonia crushed it. And ever since, they've tried to be cute with how they light the cauldron. This dude took an arrow from across the stadium, lit, dipped it in a flame, hit that thing. He had one shot to hit it. He nailed it, and it lit the flame. I can't tell you how big time that is. Truly remarkable. 92 Olympic Games. It'll never be that good again. And as I said here, the Olympics to me are uh, uh, on somewhat, not life support, but uh, not good. It's, um, they're going to have Paris, then LA, the LA Olympics and Paris Olympics will probably be fantastic. Then Brisbane, what's next? Corpus Christi? Reykjavik? Burlington, Vermont? <laughs> Sir, I, I, I am the king of beating a joke to death. So um, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but the U.S. men's basketball team and the U.S. women's basketball team is dominant. The women's basketball team is even more dominant, but uh, the basketball on the women's side is so underdeveloped. The women's soccer team, you don't think that's the case. It is developed, right? That's why when the USA won it in 1999 against the Chinese, it was such a huge uh, accomplishment. Back then you had, uh, was it Norway was a power and the Swedes were good and the Germans were good. Uh, and now you have countries developing like England, the Netherlands, uh, that are, are, are raising to the crescendo. Maybe um, a team like Mexico one day or some South American teams other than Brazil. By the way, Brazil out the hands of Canada. No surprise. Pia Sundaga did. Brazil is part of this conversation that we're going to have with the U.S. More so because they continue to lean in on Marta and Formiga. And if Formiga rolls out for an eighth Olympics... She shouldn't have rolled out for a 7th Olympics. She shouldn't have rolled out for a 6th Olympics. It's too many. And now Brazil falls flat. So you accomplished nothing, and you could have blood some new talent and let them come out here and do what the, the 40-year-old players did, could not do. It's, you've got to have a cycle. You've got to hand it off. And I, don't, I, I kind of blame Marta and Formiga because maybe they should say, nope, I'm not going. Let someone else have it. Because if the, or the, the Federation's not doing it and they're going to keep coming to you, you're like, it's not on the athletes. It's not. If they ask you to go to the Olympics, you go. But 
Seven Olympics, 43, 42 years old. No. This is Brazil. I know that their federation's underdeveloped and underfunded. You find players that are playing. <clears throat> you got out there. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that's happened because it's a wake-up call. The sport has to get younger across the board. And there's something in the apparatus that's not allowing it. And that is really annoying. So you've got to find a way to get this group in. We see it at the men's game, but there's always a replenishing point. And if you don't, you get hit in the face by not qualifying for a World Cup. Kind of what happened to the U.S. Definitely what happened to Italy. Look at Italy. They won the World Cup uh, in 2006. 2010, didn't get out of the groups. Well, they, they tied New Zealand. They were a mess. 2014, they didn't qualify. Or 2018, they didn't qualify. It's just, you get closer and closer to the bottom. The Netherlands, same thing. They weren't prepared to replenish it because they did so well in the World Cup in 2010, making a final. They relied on Van Persie and Snyder. And uh, and then it's like, well, where's that transition? It's tried and tested. You've got to bring them in and you've got to give them responsibility, the younger generation. So it applies in the women's game too. And it was certainly heading there for the U.S. women who get back to the point about the dream team is we look at them that way and people feel like we're being unfair, but they are so much better than everyone else. They are so much better. They cruised. They were never, ever close to not winning the 2019 World Cup. Never threatened. Maybe for a split second in uh, the game against England, which was a semifinal. Never threatened. 2015, they were pushed a bit, but not really. It was always going to be them. They were much better than everyone else. 2011, they probably should have won that World Cup too. You see a huge gap in a sport where we're told the gap is supposed to be closing. Well, here's the chance. The Olympics, the United States injured animal. Aging generation. Players 33, uh, 34, Becky Sauerbrunn, Carly Lloyd. Uh, athletes, you know, that uh, Nair in goals, 33. That uh, probably in their last Olympics. Should be when you're that, that age. Especially in the U.S. where you have these young players ready to take the mantle. The young players... Uh, Certainly have uh, not had the best chance, but, you know, when this this team is this successful, you don't get those chances because, quite frankly, Megan Rapino and the names that we mentioned, if they could still get it done, and they've done this up to here, you can't really say, sorry, but you got to prepare for that. Um, Rose Lavelle, young player, best player for me, for this team. Julie Art's still pretty young. Uh, that's your core group. Uh, Alex Morgan's been, seems like he's been around forever. She's 32. Uh, Katarina Macario, the next generation of U.S. player. Because she couldn't, she uh, couldn't get opportunities elsewhere. So the United States can pick off some of these players. Like Macario, who was born in Brazil. Issue for Brazil. She should be the next Marta, no? So there's this cycle here, and the U.S. looked like it was hitting a wall, 
losing to Sweden. Sweden's on the other side of the bracket. They might be on a collision course. That would be massive for this tournament, which has not been great. But if you get Sweden-USA in the final, that would uh, draw huge numbers, even if it's 4 a.m. Pacific time. So um, the U.S. also tied Australia. The Netherlands were all over them in this game for 120 minutes. Came from behind 2-1 to tie it. They... uh, they were. It was a wide open game, and then you, when you have an older team like the U.S., you go to extra time. That's never a winning combination. The Dutch had everything in position to put this U.S. team to the sword and open them for criticism, which they don't deserve. But when you're the best of the best, you lose anything. You you should be ready for that because the great ones always are. If you don't win, do it. But they 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 will be ready for it. This group of women have been through so much and they proved it again against the Netherlands. And I wanted to, like I said, I thought I was going to be talking about the demise and basically what I would have said if the U.S. lost this game, which they should have lost this game. Penalty taking. (laughs) Some of the worst penalty taking I've seen for the Netherlands. We'll get to that. But to, to wrap up the point on the U.S., they get knocked out here. What I would have said, all right, this is good. Just like the last Olympics, you, you, you've you been tested. By the way, Latko Andonovsky's tactics are, I don't know. I don't know if you, it feels like they're putting a parking brake on this team. This team doesn't need a parking brake. Maybe if they need a parking brake because they're a little bit older, then you bring in younger players. And I tell you, this was the time to get this U.S. team. And I would have said that. And I would have said, Now you bring in those young players and let them express themselves ahead of the 2023 World Cup, which they will be favored to win probably comfortably. Lock it in. Why should we think that anyone on this planet can touch them? The Netherlands, the highest ranked team in the world other than the U.S. in this competition, ranked fourth. Remember, Germany and France ahead of them did not qualify. Netherlands ranked fourth, lost to the U.S. in the final, dying to have revenge. They had it, and they blew it. The Netherlands, we could say great effort, they choked. And this is something that we need to say in the women's game. And I remember when uh, they lost to Japan, the women in 2011, the U.S. women, and they took the lead and they lost it. They took another lead and they lost it, and then they lost the game. So they choked. It's okay to say that. Sometimes you choke. We can't be afraid to say that about teams. The Netherlands choked. Missed a horrible penalty. And you, uh, listen, there is great. But Long John Silver could have saved that. He just had to lean over. It was so poorly taken. It just gets me fired up because you've got to have that killer instinct. And the Netherlands did not. And they should have. They played beautifully. They they sliced open the U.S. time and time again. They got that penalty late. Should have been over. One of the poorest taken penalties. And then the penalty shootout after the Dutch were able to score in 120 minutes. Which they should have driven the U.S. to the ground. Again, not a recipe for success when you have that many players in their 30s going an extra 30 minutes in a game that's been wide open, which means they've been running a lot. They go to the penalties, and you knew it was over. You knew the U.S. were going to win. 
They they <laughs> missed penalty or saved penalty. We'll call it what you are. But they were so there was nothing behind these penalties. And then you watch the USA. Megan Rapino just hit a dart to seal it. That's big time. That is big time. She just slammed it into that top corner. Everyone hit theirs. And the Dutch just kind of succumbed. They have Vivian Miedema, arguably the best player in the world, you could argue, took a terrible penalty. And then it was over. So, in closing, the U.S. should beat Canada and they're going to medal, which is a surprise. This was the time to knock them off the perch and they couldn't do it. Maybe the Swedes can if I was a gambler. Maybe I should start gambling. If I was a gambler, I'd put on the Swedes to win it. Beating a team twice is difficult and it's going to be in the Swedes' head. They were probably hoping the Netherlands would knock them out so they could celebrate this moment. And now the U.S. are there going, hey, 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 you can't. It's like the Terminator. You, you put him in a car, you blow it up, and you're like, there, it's gone. And then out of the flames comes Megan Rapino and company. <laughs> They're so big time. And the rest of the world, and it's this is it. it the best thing for the women's game is that the rest of the world steps up, and they didn't. They didn't. We'll see if Canada can do it. It'd be great for that rivalry. We should have had two USA-Canada games this. Great week for U.S. soccer. Enjoy it all. Probably should have been USA-Canada in the Gold Cup final. And you could have got a ticket for about 10 bucks at Allegiant Stadium. People have been pumping them out. But uh, you need the rest of the world to come up, and they did it. And you had the perfect team, Netherlands, who ran through this tournament, outplayed the U.S. They're done. Not going to even get a medal. Not going to even get a medal. We'll be back here to continue to progress. Fingers crossed we'll get out to Las Vegas. Love you, Malvern. College kids, check out the soccer OG. I'm here for you. You don't have to be fed this porridge of poo that some of the soccer stuff's going there. I'm here to enlighten you. Check out the pod. Check out the YouTube show. There's a new one out there on the Gold Cup final. I might touch some of the same points. And I'll probably do a video here on the U.S. women as well. And as I say, even though it's, I'm recording this on a Friday, Placido Domingo.